Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks mixed, oil decline, gold higher as investors weigh the damage from tropical storm Harvey, a story we continue to monitor here at Bloomberg. S&P down a point, 2441, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. Gasoline surging 3.4 percent. Crude oil lower down 3.1 percent. Tenure up 3.30 seconds, yield there 2.16%. The Dow down 28 points, down a tenth of a percent. S&P down a point, little change. NASDAQ up 13, higher by two-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, much appreciated, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Big boss man. You yeah. Drive on over to Uber, and you'll soon get to see the uh, new Big Boss Man. Uh, they've got a new CEO, Expedia CEO, taking up the new helm over at Uber. Uh, and we want to talk a little bit about that and what it means uh, for the future forward for Uber. With us, Eric Newcomer, startup reporter at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco, along with Andrews Mellon, our executive compensation reporter at Bloomberg News in our New York studio, our Bloomberg 1130 studio, because some of the numbers associated with uh, this new CEO, incoming CEO, are pretty dramatic. Let's get the news, though, first. Eric, come on in on that side of the story. Tell us about this experience. Expedia CEO, who he is and why this is a good or maybe not good thing for Uber. Yeah, so this is Dara Khosrow-Shahi, um, you know, helped Expedia sort of significantly increase its stock price, uh, sort of been a roaring business, uh, some experience as a banker. He'd worked for uh, Barry Diller at IAC. And of all the candidates, you know, we talked a lot about Meg Whitman and Jeff Immelt at GE. And, you know, the the CEO of Expedia actually does seem to make a lot of sense. You know, it's a technology company that thinks about travel, some similar issues. And this guy has the profile of a deal maker, which is something that's always been very important to Burst Culture. So I think, you know, this has been a surprise reaction. And, you know, he's not sort of this global titan of industry that people had been thinking would be, you know, the next CEO of Uber. So people are still processing, but I think, you know, there's a logic to it. Right, because uh, Hewlett-Packard Enterprise CEO Meg Whitman was said yep. to be under consideration. GE chairman Jeff Immelt, longtime CEO at uh, GE, also said to be under consideration. Uh, I was looking at, you know, some of the responses to this choice, and one said, maybe this guy's not a household name, but it's interesting that he's got a lot of connections to Silicon Valley, even though he doesn't live there, uh, between his family, um, siblings, cousins, I think it is, you know, in terms of ties back to Silicon Valley, either working at big tech companies or involved very heavily in the VC venture capital community. Yeah, I think what the Partovi brothers who are investors in Silicon Valley are maybe cousins of his. Um, you know, he uh, immigrated from Iran, I think, when he was nine years old. And, you know, that family, which we're all still getting introduced to right now because mm-hmm. he's sort of catapulted into the public eye. I mean, obviously, Expedia, a big company, but Uber sort of in the media <laughs> sort of maelstorm at the moment. So right. his family is going to get scrutinized and people are going to learn who, you know, all these sort of this network of top sort of Iranian tech executives 
er- uh, investors. Eric, what has to be first and foremost um, for Mr. Kasper Shahi? Uh, is it dealing with the stuff that's in the media right now and the criticisms of the company? Is it getting ready the company to go public? What will be priority one? <laughs> yeah, I could come up with five number ones, but I, <laughs> I've been talking to some people. I think just getting the executive team right is probably number one. You know, he doesn't have total control over the board. They're his bosses. They're going to need to solve their own infighting. Right. But the executive team, you know, figuring out legal operations, engineering, those, you know, right now we have, you know, a, a number of executives who are sort of promoted from within and sort of promoted in some cases above, uh, you know, their their position that they would have had if their bosses hadn't fled the company amid all the scandals. So I think he – oh, you know, I didn't even say chief financial officers. So <laughs> we're going to need uh, – they're going to need uh, a number of high-profile executive right. hires besides just this new CEO. He's certainly going to be busy. Um, so as you said, Eric, several things important and high-profile that could be listed as priority number one. Let me bring in Anders Mellon, our executive compensation reporter at Bloomberg News in our New York studio. Anders, he's got a lot on his plate, high-profile things. It sounds like he's going to be paid pretty well for that. Yeah, he's definitely not going to be working for peanuts. I think that's <laughs> safe to assume. Not free rides in Uber cars and or Uber rides. Tell me a little bit about what we know about uh, maybe the expected compensation uh, for Mr. Kasper Hoshahi. So since Uber is private, they don't have to disclose how much he's mm-hmm. actually going to get paid. But we do know that he currently has Expedia stock options that are worth about $184 million as of Friday's close. And it's customary for companies that hire an executive and causes him or her to break an employment agreement to replace awards that has to be forfeited because that person leaves. So in other words, I'm going to lose this if I leave my current job. You're going to have to kind of at least equally compensate me for that loss. Exactly. Talk to me a little bit more about what we know. Um, And then we can only assume that he's going to get a salary and he's going to get some sort of stock award on top of that to make sure that he has incentive to stay at the company for several years, um, stabilize the business and perhaps gear it up for an IPO, who knows. So um, while we know that the $184 million is out there, it's likely going to have to be replaced. The total figure is most likely going to be north of $200 million, perhaps Holy even more. Holy um, and we do have some indications. You said they're a private company, but we do have an idea of some other um, pay packages that were granted to incoming Uber executives to give us an idea, right, of what they do. Yeah, there is one example, um, a big stock grant that was granted to Anthony Lewandowski, who is an engineer specialized in self-driving cars mm-hmm. that was hired away, uh, not hired away, but he previously worked at, at Alphabet and uh, he received uh, 5.3 million shares in Uber, worth about 250 million, as part of signing on to work for them. Right, and some problems with that. Um, Eric, last thoughts: 30 seconds here. So, uh, when does this guy start, and how quickly will we start seeing maybe his or feeling his impact? Just quickly. Well, it hasn't even been officially announced. So, oh right. <laughs> hopefully, the letter comes to employees today. I mean, Expedia gave, you know, a statement that indicated that this was all true. I mean, obviously, we were very confident. In our sources, but you know they're still clearly trying to get the announcement ready, so that needs to happen, and right. then 
Yeah, there's, and he's going to have to start negotiating with SoftBank <laughs> once he takes over this, trying to get new money for the company. As you said, he's got a full plate. Eric Newcomer, thank you so much. Startup reporter at Bloomberg News and our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. Anders Mellon, thank you as well. Executive compensation reporter at Bloomberg News in our New York studio. Studio, by the way, a laggard today.